0: You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. Hi, welcome to Blogging Heads TV. You're watching Culturally Determined, and I'm your host, Arya Cohen Wade, and my guest today is Jesse Farrar. Uh, Jesse, could you introduce yourself?
1: Hey, everyone. Jesse here. Um, it's just it's just me, just just Jesse. Um, I uh, I do some stuff online. I'm on the computer too much. There's the cat. Yep. Um, So that's just me. I'm just a big computer guy. So hello, thanks for having me on the program.
0: Um, So you are uh, the co-host of the podcast, Your Kickstarter Sucks. um, That's true. With Mike Hale, which is a very funny podcast. We're going to talk about that a little bit in our conversation. But um, what made me want to talk to you uh, this week was you did a tweet um, that led to a weird series of circumstances in which it's very probable that Donald Trump, the president, now knows who you are. Um, and I, I know for a fact that Chuck Woolery, um, former host of Love Connection, is that the name of that show, that game show he hosted? He knows who you are because he was tweeting about you today. Right. Um, so the background to this is there's this guy named Charlie Kirk and he has an organization called Turning Point USA. And he is basically like, it's like a, you know, a political nonprofit that supports conservatives in college. And he did a tweet that, uh, here's his, so one of his big things is like, you know, conservative students are being uh, discriminated against and conservative views aren't allowed on campus. So right. he's done a lot of weird stunts, one of which involves some college students dressing up in diapers. Um, yeah. so, he, so he's really become like a target for people to mock on Twitter because he encourages conservative students to feel a lot of grievance and to do these weird like stunts they are going to take off on social media, but sometimes they backfire. Like when this you know 20 year old man was walking around in a diaper and claiming to that, he was actually like a triggered snowflake or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he, so he did a tweet that, that read, uh, I get countless, countless of me- messages. So he didn't edit this tweet very well. I get countless yeah. of messages from students who say professors are lowering their grades and penalizing them for being conservative. Leftists dominating higher education represent a grave threat to our country and culture. Conservative students shouldn't be targeted for disagreeing, and then you did a tweet. So, can you talk about what <laughs> what happened next?
1: Yeah, I, man, I was just um I was just sitting around. Um, I was just uh I was getting I was getting into the. I think I've I think I've said this already, so it's not I'm not a big reveal. So this is not a scoop for you. But <laughs> I, I will uh, I will occasionally uh, drink during the day. Um, so let's get into the kettle one a little bit. I'm um, just having a computer relaxing time. Stressed out, just pissed off, just like general. Uh, malaise of just being like a jerk um, who's mad at stuff all the time um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't follow him I don't know how I saw it or whatever I was just like uh oh, I'll just I'll say something awful to this guy which um, you know that's not really defensible to say what's defensible I think uh, the specifics of what I said are defensible right I said uh, they shouldn't do that it's wrong so then then I twist it you got to put the joke on the end of it, and the joke on the end of it was that they ch- should drown the students instead of changing their grades. Um,
0: yeah. So, just to, I have your tweet here. So, uh, you wrote uh, they shouldn't do that. It's not right. They should hold the conservative students' heads underwater until they stop breathing instead.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, classic joke structure, you know. <laughs> right. The, the the zig and the zag. Um. Uh. I guess like on a more like like uh, like on a sincere political level. Um. I wouldn't say I advocate wanton murder, but, um, you know, so many conservative policies essentially amount to wanton murder. So I don't think it's like totally out of bounds to make a, you know, morose joke poking at that. Um, you know, just to name a few examples, of course, uh, the health, the health insurance debacle, um, you know, means testing for, uh, food stamps, um, all this kind of stuff that, um, that maybe doesn't literally come by and, like, drag a poor person out in the street and shoot him in the face, but, like, I mean, not completely outrageous to suggest there are parallels, right? Um,
0: Yeah, and and the joke you made was a lot like uh, waterboarding, which is something that, uh, during the Bush administration, a lot of conservatives um, supported and argued for. And um, Donald Trump, I believe, said something like, you know, we should bring back waterboarding and a lot worse.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's, uh, so I think there's, like, there's a legitimate backbone to that being a joke that you can make sort of like as a, a scathing criticism of right-wing politics in general, but also I was just fucking around and I was bored and I just wanted to piss this guy off. Um, and, and that's the part that's not defensible. I think just like as, as somebody who's a dad and like, um, like a married man and, and I've got like other people in my life that don't go on the computer all the time. Like at a certain point I got to stop like fucking around on the computer and, telling people to eat my ass and stuff. Like, I don't know when I'm ever going to do that, but at some point I should stop doing it because there are other people that depend on me to not do that stuff. And i feel like I'm letting them down. Yeah. Um, but also sometimes you got to go on the computer and, you know, and tell, tell this guy that he has a, a weird little shrimp dick and he looks like shit. So, I mean, it's six of one half dozen the other, you know, I, I, I you know, it's between a rock and a hard place here with these guys. But, you know, I, 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 I I, I think it's, uh, I think it's fair to do. I think what really got him incensed was, of course, the fact that I have the blue check mark, which, as everyone knows, is like stupid. It means nothing. Um, you just hit the uh, correct sequence of buttons on a form and you get it. Um. Yeah,
0: the way, the way Twitter tweet, the way Twitter treats blue check marks is totally illogical. They see it. They claim it's just a way to. Uh, prove that someone has the identity they say they have but really it um, gives a aura of legitimacy to them and they've taken away blue check marks from people who are right-wing extremist types so it's kind of like it's become to be seen as like twitter saying you're an okay person when there are people who are like are members of the american nazi party who can't <laughs> get, get verified and um
1: yeah, you know? it's like I mean, but that that's not just like a superficial problem either to take a quick detour. That's not like a superficial issue they're dealing with because it's a it's a legitimate problem inherent to a communications platform, right? Like uh if you if your goal is to say, uh, let's make sure that the people are getting their news from real places, like you know, I don't know how big of a basketball fan you are, but Um, Adrian Wojnarowski is like the preeminent, uh, NBA reporter. Um, this past week was the NBA trade trade deadline. So there was tons of transactions coming and going. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are also in the wake of that fake accounts. They're called fake Woj accounts and they have like the same picture and they'll have like a, like a really, you know, vaguely Polish sounding last name or whatever. (laughs) And they'll like make the I and L or whatever. Um, and just it just type out silly trades, trying to get traction and blogs and and tweets and other stuff like that. So like, if your goal is to say, well, it, it should be clear when you know uh, when Tyreek Evans has been traded and when Tyreek Evans has not been traded. If that's your goal as a company, then there is some utility in saying, okay, like this is the real Wojnarowski and this other guy is just some some guy trying to get some uh, laughs online. Yeah. Um. But is that what Twitter is supposed to be? I have no idea.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's complicated. I mean, Twitter is such a weird, like, freak accident of the internet. Like, Facebook makes sense and Google makes sense, but Twitter is just this bizarre, like, outcropping that was not used for its intended purpose. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about Twitch, something not being used for its original intended oh, yeah. purpose. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's the thing that the most powerful man in the world uses to communicate with the rest of the world, and then it's a place where uh people make absurd jokes and post pornography and uh, argue with each other and pretend to be someone they're not.
1: It reminds me a little bit of Tumblr several years ago. Like Tumblr was a weird place for a while where there would be both like legitimate websites hosted on Tumblr's platform but then also like the absolute dregs of just bizarre porno, for instance, on there, you know, and, and like Reddit essentially, but, but Reddit has, has had enough capital or enough, um, visibility or whatever to create these little walled gardens that keep you out. Like there's a, there's a porno Reddit, there's a politics insane guy Reddit, and then there's like a normal, like I'm just going on here to look at games stuff Reddit. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know how they've done that, but, but, but segmenting the website, like I almost wonder, like one day is there a future for Twitter where the the right-wing spin-off Gab where is free speech all the time even though you can totally get banned from there too of course um and no one uses it including all the guys who made it cuz they just go on Twitter and say go check out Gab. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a huge toilet and I've never been over there and never will. But I just wonder if there's it's if at some point Twitter starts making these little alcoves where it's like okay this will be the one where everyone on it is verified and it's read only, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the the main Twitter Becomes a place where you have to be just like, you just have to be a neutral person all the time. Um, and then maybe you have your personal Twitter, your shadow Twitter, your, your porno jacking off Twitter, your, your whatever, and it's just like, it's these weird segmented things like they don't have the infrastructure for that now, because like managing more than one account is hell on earth. Um, uh, but, but I wonder if that's what eventually comes, because this is unsustainable where you're like, giving check marks and taking away check marks it's just so stupid but you can't get rid of it because like you said trump uses it so it's like it's here forever now
0: yeah i mean that's that's what when when there are different segments of twitter that exist in their own bubbles there's like uh democratic socialists of america twitter there's weird irony twitter which we're going to talk about uh there's right-wing conservative nutso twitter and there's uh, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, Twitter and like New York Times and CNN, Twitter. And then when these groups intersect, that's when like the craziness happens and mm-hmm. people all lose their minds. So you tweeted a joke about, you know, conservatives should be drowned. And then uh, uh Charlie Kirk uh <laughs> t- t- retweeted that saying, interesting at uh, Bronzehammer, which is your uh, Twitter handle at Bronzehammer seems to call for the death of conservative students via waterboarding suffocation. I'm sure he is joking, but imagine if conservatives made a joke like that against liberals? And you replied, I am not joking. So, yeah. yeah. So why did, why did you decide, to, why did you decide to write, I am not joking?
1: Just pure meanness. Um, just, just to be a thorn in his side, uh, just to make him go like <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, you know, like I just, um, cause it's, uh, I, the thing about him and, and so many of his ilk is that it's, it's completely performative. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, he's not so stupid that, he read the first thing as a joke and then couldn't read the second thing as a joke. Like you can't expect me to believe somebody like that is real. Like, obviously if the first thing was a joke, I can say whatever I want. I can say, uh, it's like a, it's like, it's like that old, um, riddle. Like, uh, one of these people is telling the truth and one guy says I'm telling the truth and the other guy says I'm telling a lie. It's like, it's like watching a robot try to figure that problem out, and his brain explodes. Like, it's stupid. Obviously, I can say whatever I want and still be joking, even if I say I'm not joking. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like infantile, you know? Like, my kids are capable of that kind of thought. So, I don't uh, I don't believe that he that He believes that. And it doesn't, I mean, it ultimately doesn't matter, because his goal is to get on TV. Uh, my goal was to piss him off. I think we both achieved our goals, so... <laughs> I, you know, at the end of the day, I think we can shake hands and say, uh, thank you for the transaction and I will see you again in one month. Like that's just, (laughs) that's
0: That's interesting that it's, it's a win-win. Um, so you got suspended from Twitter for a week, right? Because of,
1: yeah, I'm in timeout for a week now.
0: Um, which yeah, Twitter's the way Twitter monitors people and says what, what counts as offensive, what counts as, you know, threats of violence, which this tweet was joking about threat of violence are things that, that it takes more seriously. You also got in trouble a couple months ago when you tweeted something about Hillary, Hillary Clinton being uh, run over by a monster truck, and right. that pissed off a lot of the crazy dead-ender Hillary Clinton types who yeah. couldn't understand that that was a joke also. Um, right. and, but you, you posted screenshots showing that people had reported this tweet and you got um, Twitter cleared you of all Charges. It. I think that one was was more of an absurd joke than this one. Or do you, do you have any thoughts about why you got banned this time and not not when you said Hillary Clinton should be run over by a monster truck?
1: Yeah, I think it's just a progression. I think it's this is the second time. I think the next time it happens, I'll just be kicked off forever. Um, I think this it purely has to do with the first time they made me delete it, but didn't ban me, and this time they're like, okay, you got to delete it, and we're gonna suspend you. So I think that's just they're increasing the the wraps on the knuckles. Um. I also think it's just like at a certain point it just reaches um, a level where they're gonna they're gonna make you delete it no matter what like it doesn't matter what it is I think you could I think you could write poop on there and people would if you got ten thousand people to report you for it eventually some guy's gonna go like okay Jesus Christ I'll just make him delete the I just what's one button I click over here I'm not you know I mean they're not my attorney you know like they're (laughs) not gonna go to the mat for me on a fucking joke so they'll just make me delete it and it's fine. so it's just a critical mass and I think that's what it was both times because on both of them actually I got emails from Twitter saying hey um we uh we uh uh got a bunch of reports on this uh just letting you know but it's fine so you can just keep on keeping on and like pass me on the back basically <laughs> but then you know much later then I'll log in and I can't I can't do anything until I delete the tweet which you know that's another part of the phenomenon is people getting really excited about having screen capped it and watermarked it and sending it back to me. Like, I don't remember what I said or something like, yeah, I mean, I, I wrote the motherfucking thing. So. <laughs>
0: right. You and know. I, I had like the, uh, this, uh, week ago I had the, like the, the first time I've ever gotten in any trouble with Twitter at all. And it was the lowest level of suspension of suspension. It said like some accounts, some parts of your account will be limited for 12 hours. And what I figured out what I was, I think happened was, um, it was when the stories first broke about this guy who works in the White House Porter who was, you know, allegedly beat two of his ex-wives. So some some guy at Vox or something tweeted, like, the article about this. I retweeted it saying, um, can you believe this guy is such a piece of shit that he works, you know, but he works for the Trump administration, something along those lines. I used the word shit. Mm-hmm. And since that guy, since the guy who tweeted the initial thing was a blue check mark, I assume the algorithm said, oh, he, you know... Shit, bad word, blue check mark. Right. So, I'm sure no human actually read this, but it like was like you know gave me the first level of, of timeout. So yeah, the, the site itself wow. works remarkably poorly, <laughs> and it's it it just is so bizarre that it's a worldwide phenomenon <laughs> that the president of the United States uses. It, it's, it's totally bizarre.
1: Yeah, it's just the way it is, though, right? Like I think that's um that's why that's that's like not to get too philosophical and navel gazy but like that's one that's that's like one of my main lessons of growing up. Um, I'm 30 years old. Um, my kids are, uh, they're very young. They still have the glisten in their eyes, you know? And it's like, I'm trying to figure out at what point do I impart to them the information and the truth that, um, everything you see as a, as a structure that is used, you know, by society, um, to the extent that you know about it is just completely fucked up on the back end. Like everything is fucked up. Nothing makes any sense or works right. Um, it's purely by luck that any of the shit, you know, functions even close to appropriate, appropriately. Like, and it's getting worse because we're depending on tech so much and there's so much fragmentation and, you know, just people fucking off all the time. That uh, it's amazing that it's amazing that the toilet fucking flushes when you go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> we just we just live in this big trash dump and it's I can't believe that anything works. And it seems like less and less is working all the time. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like when they're adults, but, you know, as as a kid, you really do think like you think, I mean, uh, maybe this is trite, but like you think everything works the way it's supposed to. People have what they're supposed to have. Adults know what they're doing. Um... And just, it's so not even close to true. Like it's, it's not even, I don't, I don't even know if it's a, it's, it's, it's close to it's a percentage of a fraction of people who understand what they're doing. We're all just walking around, balking our heads on the walls, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of, um, something I think Tyler Cowan, the economist and blogger said that he thought the last great innovation was indoor plumbing and that, you know, that really changed the world. Um, so our toilets work and that's great that we don't have to, um, You know, deal with our shit anymore, like, like some force that we had nothing to do with takes our poop away. And that, (laughs) that is really great. Um, but all the, nothing since then has, has compared to that. Um, so, so this little interchange between you and Charlie Kirk got written up by the independent journal review, is that what it's called? It's some right wing.
1: Yeah, some shit like that.
0: Website. I think it's run by, or they hired this guy, Benny Johnson, who was a, um, multiple times he, he plagiarized and he got fired from BuzzFeed. And then he, of course, because the conservative movement is a grift, he landed on his feet. Right. He's at this IJR place. So they wrote it up. And then yeah. Char- Charlie Kirk um was able to use that to get booked on Fox and Friends the next day. And Fox and Friends, as we all know, is the favorite show of Donald J. Trump. And right. he seems to watch it every single day. So there's Charlie Kirk talking about you on Fox and Friends. It's very likely Donald Trump is watching like what was that experience like
1: well so i haven't watched the thing uh because i don't i mean i don't even like to listen to my own podcast like i I, I can't even like i edit it and i just like like listening to myself talk so you know having somebody on there for three or four minutes talking about god knows what uh, in relation to me and how i'm in isis or whatever I, i don't think i could handle that um I mean, I could, I'm not gonna have a breakdown, it's just not very pleasant for me to do. I'd rather, like, uh, I'd rather watch, uh, normal TV. Yeah, I, I not go crazy. Char-
0: Charlie comes across, like, he's very serious, he's very somber, it's like, sure. isn't it a shame that the national discourse has come to this level, and he's putting on his best act that he can, and the, the anchor is outraged, and then, you know, last four minutes, and they move on to the next thing.
1: And yeah, I mean, and that's a a microcosm of of how it's going to go. I think, I think I'll probably now forever have weirdos talking to me and like sending me, you know, memes of like Obama's a pedophile or something like that. I I think I'll probably, people will be telling me that forever now, like, like I care or that has any relevance or is true or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be it forever. I, for a few hours there, I was definitely worried that Trump was gonna uh, tweet about me. Um, I don't think I would have liked that very much. I think, I think Fox and Friends was more than enough. Um, I don't. I don't think it needed to go any higher than that. I mean, I. I still don't think ultimately the result would be any different. It's like, well, where are they going to fire me from? Um, yeah. But, so, uh,
0: so, I, so IJR, whoever this piece of shit reporter at IJR, reached <laughs> out to Deadspin, which you're an occasional contributor to or a former contributor to, because they want yeah. to get you fired. Like that's the whole. All of these things, right. like anything that happens now, if someone crosses some line. Like the people on the other side are like, let's get this person fired because that's like the only, you know, there's like, there's no shame anymore. There's no embarrassment, but it's like the last thing they can do to you is make you lose your livelihood. So they reached out to uh, the editor Deadspin who had a very funny reply. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to, you know, everyone is always trying to ruin someone else's life when they, when they trespass yeah. in some way.
1: Yeah, we're all mad at each other all the time. I so I get it. Like I get the impulse. Um I think uh I, I, I don't know. I, I've never participated in that kind of uh like more literal than normally this term is deployed as a witch hunt. Like I've never I don't think I've ever gone down the road of being like, uh, oh, here's this motherfucker right here. Like he said some, you know, it would have been like some kind of Nazi stuff or he's some white guy who says he, he hates N-words or, you know, it would have been something like that that would have made me mad enough to do it. But, but I've I've never done anything like that. Um, but not out of like respect for some other guy's life, you know, just out of like pure laziness, I guess, or, or the, the sense that like why would anyone care? Like, I don't know, like he called the, are you going to call the body shop that guy works at and say, hey, you know, he said the N word on Twitter (laughs) and the guy's going to be like, oh, what is is that? I don't know what that is. I have to work on a muffler for the next four hours. Like, so I I don't know. I guess maybe that's ignorance on my part, thinking that there's like some clear delineation between Twitter and the real world. Um, but there is, (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. And, and yeah, so I, I get why they want to do it because, um, because they can score points off of it, you know? Um, Really, it's, it doesn't matter what happens because they score the points either way. So either, you know, Barry Pachewski, he, he writes back and, you know, like, defends me to whatever extent and, and says, you know, fuck off, you're an asshole. Then, so he gets that head on the spike, which is good for him, you know, or he gets my head on the spike and says, look, I got this guy canned. So that's good too. So it's like either way, they win, they haven't, there's no, no lose because like you said, there's no shame. So no one's ever going to say, really? Like you really fucking called that guy? Like you, you just clicked on his bio. And you saw where he worked before, and then you fucking called those guys. Like, don't you need to go eat lunch or something? Like, that's what you do all day. No one's ever going to say that. So for him, it's just it's a it's it's a complete it's a no risk gamble.
0: Yeah, and this gets back to what you were saying earlier about this being like a bizarre win win situation. Is um <laughs> the 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 guy who you know the, the like twenty three year old conservative reporter who wrote that article where he probably wasted like at most 45 minutes on it. He is happy now because something he wrote ended up getting on Fox and friends. And I mean, are you kind of happy about how this all played out? Like more people know who you are now. Does this help you in any way? Or is this just like a nightmare?
1: I don't know. I don't really care. Um, I, uh, yeah, we got more subscribers on the Patreon page. Um, we, uh, I got more followers on Twitter. So to the extent that those are like worthy goals that, but I'm, I'm not pursuing those every day. So I guess if that was like uh, if that's what I was consumed by, then I would definitely feel like, oh well, I'll just do this all the time. Like, so it's it's fucking clear why anyone would become, you know, like a Tommy Lauren, like an insane ideologue who just says stuff to get under people's skin. Like the motivation, the the incentive is so real uh, that people either like you because they like what you're saying, or they like you out of spite. Or they hate like you, or whatever. But either way, it's like you're you're getting you know incrementally more famous with every other person you piss off. So if I wasn't so like lackadaisical about it, I'm sure I could capitalize on it and and become you know Chapo two or or not even like maybe Chapo six like. But (laughs) yeah, uh, I
0: mean, you could if you wanted to, you could have made some free Jesse T-shirts and sold them for twenty five bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, and say, okay, well, fuck the comedy thing, I'll just be like a, I've actually, to, to be frank, I've already said fuck the comedy, I don't know how to do comedy, so I don't even, I'm not even, I don't know why I'm pretending like that's what I do, but, <laughs> um but yeah, I could just become a political guy, because it's so easy to do anything in, Um you have the, you know exactly what everyone wants to hear at all fucking times, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you feel like a... Like, if, if you had, like, a top-down view of just the general city you live in, and you could just be like, okay, this guy's an all-right guy, this guy's a, uh, just a regular conservative guy, uh, this lady is a, is a Hillary lifer, you know, this lady uh, loves the DSA or whatever. Anywhere on that spectrum, you can just walk up and start talking to them, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Because um, <laughs> people who are into politics... I, do they have any other fucking interests? Jesus Christ. This is all they fucking think about all the time. And that's the nightmare to me. The nightmare is not, you know, getting swept up in somebody's uh, anger at me or, or getting used as like a, um, a punching bag or a trampoline for somebody to get on TV and get a little more famous. The, the nightmare to me is this, is this, the world that we live in where everybody cares so fucking much about politics. And that's like my privilege as a, a white guy who's decently well off that I don't have to, uh, rub two pennies together. But, um, but also just, man, it's exhausting to think about this being some people's lives, um, where they're just, uh, just trying to figure out what I'm gonna get mad at next or, or trying to figure out what, um, who's like, who's evil next, like, who's behind the scenes, like, uh, who's mastering the puppets and shit, like, I can't do that for more than a day at a time before I get really depressed. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, there's something very, like, there's some core human characteristic that wants to, like, identify the tribe, identify the tribal enemy, and then, like, join together to hate the, the tribal enemy. So you briefly became the tribal enemy for, um, conservatives on Twitter, and everyone got to say how outrageous is it, how, you know, the standards, the values, the decency, like, Dear dear God, what are we coming to? These sicko libs are <laughs> threatening our innocent little college students, and right. then yeah, they move on to the to the next thing, and and you are, are forgotten about. But you got some more Patreon subscribers, and yeah, and yeah. So there's there's that. Why don't we talk a little bit about um about like weird Twitter, which I, I kind of associate you with, um although you tweet under your real name. Um, yeah, that's my first mistake. Yeah, you're um kind of your style of humor and uh, persona to some extent intersects with weird Twitter. Do you, do you, is that where you would classify yourself or or not?
1: I, I don't know. I don't think there's a good answer to that question. I just, to me, I just, I go on there and, and talk to my friends. Um, I, I definitely have a lot more friends on there than I used to. Um, and, uh, and so that's been good. So, yeah, I think um, maybe, maybe to the extent that I feel like my tweet was not, you know, uh, a journalistic flag planting, I guess you could view it through the lens of, I'm just on there joking with my weird Twitter buddies. Um, so maybe I guess the, uh, I guess I would say the difference between my perception of it and the reality of it, um, has, uh, narrowed this week because I really do. I, I feel like it's the same, like 30 people I talk to on there every day. <laughs> so, you know, so, even though there's uh one thousand times more people than that you know looking at it, it still feels like it's there's like thirty people on there I'm talking to, and twenty nine of them are guys um, <laughs> uh so and most of them i have don't nerds, yeah, yeah, they just look like us so <laughs> um so yeah I think um I think that maybe that gap is narrowing for me so as 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 far as like what um what faction <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I just I don't know. I I would I'd I would I would much prefer talking about sandwiches than saying politics stuff, but but I also don't want to, you know, tell my 6-year-old like the politics stuff either, so I have to put it somewhere. So I just I put it on there, you know.
0: Uh-huh. Um so do you uh one thing so uh I started following a lot of weird Twitter accounts, you know, five or so years ago just because they were funny, and then this kind of weird inter- like interaction started happening between weird politics and left uh, weird Twitter and left politics. And there seems to be an alignment and a chapel trap house kind of came out of that weird intersection of people who like weird, ironic humor. That's hard to define. And people who are in the, uh, the DSA. Do you have any thoughts on why, like why weird Twitter and left politics have aligned?
1: Um, uh, nothing i don't nothing good like nothing smart to say about it just you know i think uh it would, like you were saying earlier we want to be a part of a tribe so I think everyone has identified the club that they want to be in and when there's a little bit of overlap in those clubs you know it just it feels natural to to go say pee pee poo poo at the d s a meeting or to to talk about uh healthcare in your group dm this named <laughs> pee pee poo poo you know so um, I, I think it's uh, I don't, I don't know why, you know, you, you sometimes you see what I would describe as like really legitimate people like down in the muck with with guys like me talking about stuff, so you kind of wonder what their deal is, but um, you know, the, the, I guess the the truth is like even if you are a serious person, you want to relax sometimes, and even if you are sort of a jokey person, you uh, you have you have serious thoughts about stuff too, you know, we're all multifaceted individuals, except for the. People who are like sending me Comet pizza stuff all day long. I think that seems to be like their one thing. But you <laughs> yeah, know, we the, all have the bizarre, the bizarre
0: conspiracy theory called QAnon. I, I only glancingly understand it, but
1: yeah, you know, the, the pizza yeah.
0: thing has to, like become a whole universe of conspiracy theorizing online.
1: Yeah, it's probably going to be a movie here soon. So I guess it was a, coming to theaters pretty soon. <laughs> we'll check that out.
0: Um, <laughs> let's. uh Well, one last thing. Did you? So you. uh you did a joke, like not a death threat, but you did a joke that involves violence. I'm sure you've received like actual death threats in reply to this, or like I'm going to come to sure. your house and beat you up. Like, what 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 has that been like?
1: Uh it's a real treat. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not good to hear. I mean, you know, I uh, of course I know that everyone. Um, first of all, they just they don't live anywhere close to me, so I mean that's sort of a logistical. F- <laughs> hurdle for them to <laughs> act out their 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 weird fantasy. Um but of course most of it is like uh most of them just live in this weird kung fu world where it's like uh, okay, so he'll come at me first. Bam, I grab his arm. Bam, drop to my knees, punch him in the groin like Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Rip his arm <laughs> off like uh the deleted scene from uh The Force Awakens the little Chewie and uh, and Unkar. Platt. Like they just fucking live in this world where it's like uh like he, he, here here's how I would boil it down is um so I said this incendiary thing, and then they say to me, uh, well, how about you give me your address, and <laughs> then you can try it on me, knowing that, of course, I'm not going to give them my address. But it's like if you were serious about it, it seems like you would give me your address because I've already made the first move, right? Like I'm just trying to think this out from, from the point of view of somebody who actually wants to do me harm. Why wouldn't you just say, here's my address, the next time you're around, swing by, I'm always ready, apparently, because I'm just, like, out of my fucking mind, so just swing by, and, and then we can take care of this, I'll have the big bucket, you know. Yeah, uh, the logistics
0: of bringing the water with you, or you fill the tub, you know, while you're both <laughs> yeah, waiting like, there, while you're, while the tub is filling up.
1: It's just, it's like a fucking chicken little situation, like, <laughs> I, I didn't, you want me to do all the work, like, I came up with the idea, like, can you at least... Bring some of it to fruition, please, because I don't. It feels like I'm carrying a, the bigger burden of this this whole uh, drowning in the tub thing. So, there, there's only been one guy who gave me his address, um, and I had time. I just looked it up, and it's his mom's house. It's just so he's just some college kid, and, yeah. and so he's probably there like two weeks out of the year, anyway. So, also weird impulse to give somebody who you're pretending you think is hyper violent your mom's address. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's what I would do necessarily, but anyways, you know, it's it's all disingenuous, and I and I don't. And I don't say that because I wish they were all serious, because I definitely don't. Because there are enough crazy folks in the world to do, I guess, any number of things. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't take it seriously. Um, uh, I guess, but that's good though. I guess I, on balance, I'm glad they're sending me threats and not like, um, like knives in the mail or whatever. You know, wow. I'm, I'm glad it's that. But but uh, I, I, it's still not fun. I would like to get on here and. I'd like to click on my notifi- notifications and somebody would be saying like, have a nice day. That would be better. <laughs> but I guess it's not really going to be that.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's, let's talk about your podcast. Uh, your Kickstarter sucks. Uh, YKS as as it's known. Um, yeah. Well, so for people who haven't heard it, how would you describe the podcast? Uh
1: Pool. Uh, the world's worst podcast is how I would describe <laughs> it. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, we uh, Mike and I are friends. We've been friends for several years. Um, I, I, I knew him from uh, Twitter at first. Twitter's dog boner. Um, and I, uh, I knew him, and I uh, thought he was a really funny guy. Uh, and it just so happened, he moved uh, down here uh, a couple years ago. So, you know, um, I just forced my way into his life. Um, and now I keep him uh, blocked off from everyone else. Make sure he doesn't get any more friends. Because he's my uh, my meal ticket. Uh, <laughs> that's the way I see it. So um, so yeah, we do YKS. We we just we shoot the shit, you know. Uh, we hang out. Uh, we're both family man's, so we get together on the weekends, have a couple of beers, get to talking, and then you know it's right into uh, the the weirdest, the wackiest, the 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 worst thought out, the the scammiest, um, the uh, the ultimately not backing up what it was they uh Kickstarter's. That there are, and thank God, people. There's there seems to be no shortage of them. Um, I kind of worried for a while we'd run out of them, but I mean, come on, (laughs) there's no fucking way. I mean, you've got the, you know, the the million dollar security drone that flies inside your own house, which is fucking. Who would want that? I don't. I don't know. Um, Is that that the one that you
0: described looking like a trash can, or it was like the size of a trash can?
1: Yeah, it's just a massive trash can just awaiting. You've got a cat. Just imagine, imagine that just falling on your cat's head. And it's just over. Um, so you've got that. You've got, um, uh, let's see. One, one we did this week was the claw. Um, but nothing particularly wrong with it. Seems to be a pretty well made, uh, little, um, you know, uh, like simple machine type tool that goes on your key ring smaller than a key. And it says there's so many different uses for it. You can, um, open a paint can, you can open another type of can, you can open a tin. So it's like, I mean, so it's the
0: can opener reinvented. Is, that, is, yeah, that what you're
1: like, is this a bad idea? No. Is it, is it expensive? No. Are people going to get ripped off and lose their life savings on this? No. But just the marketing behind it is so weird and tortured. Um, I, I can't imagine having to to say with a straight face, like how many different cans you can open. That's just so dumb. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, all manner of board games. You know, we just recently did one where uh, we, we gave away to a fan, and I'll, uh, I I'll we haven't posted the episode yet. We haven't announced who it was, but uh, somebody who sw- subscribes to the Patreon, uh, we're, we're doing a new thing called The Gadget Hole, where we try out a Kickstarter that's actually been made, because, of course, so many of them never even come close. Um, we actually get our hands on one that's in stores. We go buy it, we try it out, we review it, and then we send it off to uh, somebody who subscribes. This past one was Bears vs. Babies. Um, which is the car, uh the second card game? Uh from the oatmeal guy.
0: Yeah, so Exploding Kittens was his um first one, which I've actually played. My uh my nephew um was into it and I played a couple games. It was Okay, I, I, I didn't want to play it again afterwards. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so you don't have the ish to play it. You're not. You don't have like a craving or anything. No,
0: no, I haven't. I haven't felt the urge to, to go back to the Exploding Kittens universe, which is always expanding because there's like new packs you can buy. And...
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, I'm looking at this right now. The uh, this is this is going out to our lucky winner as well. It's the the not safe for work adi- uh, expansion pack for Bears versus Babies. <laughs> just a really just like uh, just like a limp dick effort. Um, <laughs> At making like five or six jokes spread out to uh to thirty cards of just like just boobies or you know whatever I, just infantile just stupid crap so you know that that guy actually he made a ton of money he produced the game he shipped it out early even not just on time uh, but then you fucking get it and it's just like oh this sucks this is boring. The jokes are stupid. I don't know who this is for. So there's so many different aspects uh, we can criticize of somebody's uh, passion project, and we really take that responsibility seriously. So
0: yeah, actually, the one that the one that I, the single one I thought was funniest was the first one I listened to. You know, I'd seen uh, people tweeting about this podcast, and it, you know, it takes you, know, you don't want to immediately jump into a podcast. Um no, no. because it's it's a whole commitment. So it was maybe episode like 17 or something, and it was the one that was called Bow to Tie. Remember that one?
1: <laughs> yeah, is that, that's the one where the, uh, it's like a bully, it's an anti-bullying thing? For or child
0: ones. predator. Yeah. It was this piece of foam that looked like a bow tie that the child would wear around their neck. And then if the child pressed a button, it would emit a like klaxon, like high pitched, uh, sound to, in, in case the child went to the bathroom and a child predator, uh, right. followed them in there. And you could also get it. Uh, you know, like the cu- you can get like kind of customized. And one of the things it would say on it was, I love my, gra- I love my grandma.
1: I love my grandma because <laughs> it was created by a grandma.
0: Yeah. So, so you like, can that, just imagine the, you... a, a six year old walking around with a giant faux bow tie saying, I love my grandma. And if you touch the bow tie, it makes a very loud sound.
1: Yeah. As and... if that kid's going to get bullied. Yeah. Right. Why would yeah, anyone pick on him?
0: Okay, so um, so the origins <laughs> of this of this series were a blog that Mike made originally, right? So how did you decide like you wanted to turn this into like a take a, the podcast world by storm with with this idea? Yeah, we
1: had we had a lot of arguments about it. Like, I mean, not arguments because neither of us cares enough about anything to argue, but. Uh, we, yeah, we had a lot of discussion. We knew we wanted to do something. I told him this will be fun for us to do. And so I was wrong about that part. Just, I'll admit that that was, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have told him that because that was, I couldn't, uh, back that one up. Um, but, uh, yeah, we wanted to do something and we originally thought, well, let's just get together and talk for a while, which, I mean, as it happens is essentially what it is. But as a premise, it's such a tough sell, um, that I just thought there's no way we're even going to get out of bed if, the, if the gag of it is, we're just gonna sit around and talk. Uh, and also there's, that's no way to make anyone listen to anything. That's stupid. You know, we've, you've got this proven concept here. People love laughing at stupid gadgets. And, you know, they also like k- kicking people when they're down, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it, I know for sure. Um, they also love, um, scams. Like, uh, you know, one of the ones we did recently was the, the Lavi water enhancer thing. Um, so instead of a filter, product, Um, it uses UV light. So is there anything wrong with that in principle? No, because it's meant to take water from your tap and make it a little bit cleaner. Okay, So there is a world in which that would work, right? Uh, But they also wanted to do the thing where... they give one away to charity or nonprofit as well. So they want that feel-good thing like Casper does, I know, or Lisa or, you know, a lot of the uh, Warby Parker, like a lot of the Internet companies do this thing. It's a good hook. So they want to do that too. So then they've got this picture of these uh, like people, that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, looks like it's uh, Africa. Um, and they've got, they show these people like uh, grabbing water out of, um, looks like maybe like a foundation for a house that wasn't ever built or something and it's like collected rainwater or whatever right okay so they're the real hard scrabble life they're reaching down in there with their buckets and pulling this water back out the the thought being oh we'll give them this product that works using only the Sun so it ends up being this little wooden wine rack looking thing you stick this proprietary bottle in there it's got this aluminum foil looking back in that's meant to reflect the Sun into the water to clean it right okay. okay so so here's the problem with that you have just got open air water just sitting out in the middle of the african uh, uh <laughs> desert um and the sunlight is not going to remove the you know the cow shit um and the bugs and the dirt and all the stuff that these people actually would want out of their water like it can't it can't purify water what it actually does is it only takes, it, it takes, uh, chlorine out of the water. Or it breaks the, that's what sunlight, the UV, uh, rays break down chlorine into its constituent parts, right? Uh, or what? Well, I'm not a fucking scientist, I don't know. But, <laughs> that's what they say it does. It takes this, the chloride or whatever the fuck it is out of the, the if, if my wife hears this, she's gonna lose her mind because she's a, a chemist and she knows all about this stuff, but I, I'm just a big dumb guy, I'm just reading the copy. So, the point of it is, we actually put that stuff in the water to keep it clean while it's en route to our houses, right? So they're so all they're doing is is reverse engineering like the one part of our water system that only we have, and then sending these other people that need you know filters for water among other they need good quality potable water for everything they do, and they can't fucking use this thing. It's like a huge scam. They've got all these awards like for engineering and CES Innovation Awards on this crap. It's just junk. It's just junk, and it's it's going to get made now. They've made seventy three thousand dollars off the scam. So, just shit like that sucks. Just pisses me off, you know. So we we gotta we gotta say it sucks. Yeah. So the so
0: the 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 podcast is hilarious. I encourage everyone to check it out. So, um, you can uh, look in iTunes. uh, Your Kickstarter sucks, and you guys are on. You have a Patreon with exclusive episodes also, and you're on Twitter. Um, there's something about Kickstarter itself that like. And the bizarre parts of Kickstarter that you highlight that's, like, very American to me. Like, like America's, like, a very entrepreneurial society, and everyone feels like they can, like, they have some idea within them that can make them a millionaire. But we're also, like, a country of self-delusion, and we're a country of grifters, and we elected uh, the biggest grifter of all time to become our president, so that was somewhat appropriate. But all these things, you know, there's people who have, like, have a dream, and they've been working on... You know, like a cup that looks like a ram's horn or something that for some reason you would want this thing that is like a cup that you can't put down flat on a table, right. kind of the main point of a cup. Um, right. but that was like a huge success and somehow it takes off. Massive. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's people who just are running weird scams on it and that seems very American to me as well, just, just like yeah. fleecing people of their money.
1: Yeah, the, the one, the ones I don't, that I, I try not to put on there are the ones uh, that are like you said delusional unless they're delusional in a funny way. like I, I came across one when I was researching for the last episode. It was I can't remember what it's called now, but it uh, it's essentially like uh, it's essentially like TaskRabbit um, except for for cleaning services only. Um, and just by the way it was written it made it seem to me like this guy cleans houses or his family cleans houses or, or whatever. Um, and, uh, and he wanted to come up with his app as a way to like jumpstart, not only his business, but to become, you know, an entrepreneur to become, you know, fucking rich like everybody wants to be. Um, but the, 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 there's no idea there. It's just like, uh, it would be cool if there was a app for <laughs> cleaning a house and you would just push a button and then they would come clean your house. Oh, and also we'd do a background check, of course, cause you don't want just anybody in your house. Like very like written in crayon style sketch out of what this idea would be. Um, and there's something um, there's something so torturous, but also ultimately satisfying about seeing that, and then and then thinking about the ways in which, first of all, it's it's a failure just by design. It makes no sense. It could never take off in any way, um, and it was a waste of time to even write down. But then, like thinking about how little separates that from the companies that are the thing he's trying to imitate, which, as I was alluding to earlier, are often, like, full of morons. They have no clue what they're doing. They're flying by the seat of their pants. They're trying to steal as much as they possibly can before it all goes under. Like, Uber and Snap, um, Airbnb, like, all these things are just run by total idiots who are trying to just grift as much as they possibly can in the short time that they know they're going to be on top. So they can live the rest of their lives without having to fucking do anything worth a shit. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, you make fun of this guy for having a stupid idea. But then you're also making fun of, you know, the economy in general that rewards everyone's stupid fucking ideas. So it's like, well, I get where he's coming from because all it takes is one stupid idea. And then you're like the king of stupid ideas. You get to send a, a fucking card to the moon for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. do you, I mean, do you see the show as like a critique of capitalism in some way?
1: I guess it is. People, people write in and say, uh, people write in and say, yeah, this is a, a good cr- critique of it or, or whatever, but, but we don't come at it with that. We don't try to do that. It just is what it is. Like, you, you see enough fucking doodads in a day and eventually you, you don't really have to think very hard anymore about why these people keep making the doodads. It's pretty obvious why they do it. It works. So, um, so yeah, like we don't sit down we don't, we don't say all the big words. You know, I don't, I don't know what praxis means still. Uh, <laughs> Uh so we we don't know any of that stuff but yeah like it, it doesn't it doesn't take too much scratching to reveal like what the real fucking problem is um and ultimately it's not people trying to make a buck it's that they have to go on here to make a buck in the first place and you know that doesn't even touch on kickstarters the actual website the people behind this company like in their fucking scam which is you know uh, uh essentially advertising these half baked ideas but then also never having any kind of responsibility for them either. So
0: and taking a cut if it if it is successful.
1: Yeah, or yeah, or even if it's not. Like there's a metagrift involved in just the website itself that you barely even think about because there's just so much other shit on it that it's hard to fucking it's hard to blame them cuz the, you know, they didn't make the stupid rocket skates or whatever.
0: <laughs> um yeah, so it, it's the funniest podcast I listen to regularly. Um everyone should should check it Thank out. Thank you. Um, if you, if you like things that are funny, um, let's, let's talk about the, another part of your media empire, which is go off Kings, which is a Twitch streaming channel. So what what is <laughs> Twitch for people who've never heard of it?
1: I don't know if somebody knows what it is and they can tell me that would be great. Cause I don't, I have a very cursory understanding <laughs> of what it is. Um, you know, the way I understood it was it was it was originally designed as or became to be a place where you would go watch other people play video games, which is, yeah, that's as dumb as it sounds. Um, OK, well,
0: I think- let me let me jump in here because I have a weird personal connection, which is that I went to college with some of the guys who founded Twitch. Oh, OK. And it started with a guy named Justin. Uh, and
1: oh yeah justin tv right
0: yeah so he he came up with the idea in like 2005 or 2006 to stick a camera onto a hat that he wore at all times so he was like one of the very first live streamers and it was a stunt but um it attracted attention and mm-hmm. so this was like around the time youtube was coming out so video on the web was it was still pretty novel and then they expanded justin tv to be like something anyone could live stream um so it would like let you live stream and then they realized that the the thing that people really liked was, well, they liked when someone would have a pay-per-view sporting event that they got to watch for free, so they prevented you from doing that, but they liked watching other people play video games. Um, So they backed into this idea totally accidentally, (laughs) and someone who I knew fairly well in college is um, now very, very wealthy because of this. They they sold to Amazon for a billion dollars, and it was totally... It was a good idea, but it wasn't one they set out to do and it happened bizarrely and accidentally.
1: Yeah, which is, uh, like, th- that's exactly what I was saying. Like, if, if somebody did that now, I mean, of course they'd be uh, 20 years too late. But I mean, at the time, it had to be so stupid for the guy to wear the camera. Like, dude, nobody cares about you or what you're doing. It's so dumb. And that's correct. Like nobody does care about that guy. Like he wouldn't, it's not like he's still doing that now, right? Like he's yeah. not still walking around <laughs> with the camera on his head. But he was also right in that there is, there is some kind of, I don't know if they created the niche or if it just happened in tandem with it. But, um, yeah, playing the video games on there is something people do. Um, you can watch a speed run of somebody playing a game very fast. You can watch somebody playing a game that you can't afford or, uh, you've got locked up in your attic somewhere you just can't get to anymore. Um, I think it's obviously very personality driven. So, um, you know, to the same extent that the news media is like we were talking about, people will go on there and say outrageous things, uh, on purpose because it gets them attention one way or the other. And either way it's good. Um,
0: yeah. So that bizarre guy, um, PewDiePie, is that how you say his name? Yeah, he was doing a a stream. I wasn't. On, I can't remember if it was on Twitter, YouTube, but he decided it would be funny if he shouted out the N word as like instead of saying "Oh my God," you know, when he lost a round or something, he shouted right. the N word and he got in a lot of trouble for that. So, some of it is like, yeah, outrageous personalities being outrageous. Um, and you got having the teenagers, the watch
1: doctor, them. the doctor disrespect guy. Um, who, who cheated on his wife and then cried on the stream because he was messing up so bad and now he's back and I, somebody told me that he, he makes, he, he had like, he has like thousands of dollars like per tip, like people will tip him like $10,000. Um, so yeah, it's personality driven as well. Um, you know, as we were talking a little bit about before, I think before we got started, it's, it's now become, they've, they got Twitch IRL now, which is just, um, it's a great platform for, uh, just, I mean, what could essentially be what he started out doing, right? Which is like, I'm on my way to work, like da 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 da. Uh, but in practice, of course, it's like extremely gorgeous women, like putting makeup on or, or uh, painting their chests, uh, which is the way I've, that's what I've seen it as, is it's like, uh, I'll draw like an avatar on my boobies, um, is what I've seen. Or I'll sit here and I'll answer the phone in my underwear or something. And, and that gets gamers so mad, which is even funnier. So, um, I think it's great. Uh, so you can subscribe to them and, and they'll wear panties. Like, so we, so the Go Off Kings, so we don't wear any panties on ours. Um, it's just, uh, it's me and, uh, Rob Wisman and Stefan Heck, and we, we shoot the shit for a while. We have, um, essentially technical difficulty after technical difficulty. It's, well, I part mean, of it,
0: part of it is, it, are you still, like, trying to play the worst video games ever? Is that part of the,
1: well, we've actually gotten like legitimate computers now. So okay. that was sort of a, that was like a, a restriction of the medium at first is that all I had was a Mac. So I was playing emulators and stuff. So we'll still boot up some crappy emulator games. Um, we were from time to time, we were also playing, um, the, the like the quiz game. So the audience, the, the people watching can jump in and play with us as well. Um, but yeah, we've, we've, we have started playing Fortnite. I think the twist is, is not necessarily as much we'll play really bad games. It's more like uh, we'll play good games just like so badly that like you can't even fathom somebody would be this bad at playing a game. Um, we're just awful. like just even the the basics of it are so difficult for us to grasp. Especially because we're actually talking the entire time. I think a lot of times you'll watch a game stream and you'll be like, oh, this guy's really concentrating on Zelda or whatever. So every now and then he'll pop up and say, like, ooh, didgeridoo or whatever the fuck <laughs> people say when they play Zelda. I don't know. Uh, but we're just having – we're having continuous conversation the whole time and monitoring the chat, talking to each other on the webcam, and then I'm trying to play the first-person shooter. So, like, uh, you know, I'll be talking to Stefan and Rob will be telling a story about one time he was really high and went to the movies – um, and I'll tell somebody in the chat to stop roasting that guy's lunch picture. And then I'll look over and I've been shot in the head for like five minutes. <laughs> so, uh, that's essentially the hook of it is, you know, you can see uh, like three, uh, and sometimes Mike will come on as well if he's over here, we're sitting around shooting the shit. Uh, his pig Pickles will come on. We'll talk to Pickles.
0: Oh, I didn't realize Pickles made, made appearances.
1: There oh yeah, we've I got gotta... the, we've got the custom Pickles emote. Uh, if you subscribe, you get to use all our emotes from Pickles the pig to Asuka the cat. Uh, to me when I was really pink one time, I turned the gamma all the way up on the camera and became pink Jesse. So it's just a hoot, man. We do it, uh, two. Oh shit. What is today? Monday? Okay. We do it Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at, uh, seven, uh, Pacific time. So, uh, also you can probably add like 20 minutes, uh, to that for us to figure out how to do the webcams for the a one millionth time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun diversion that, uh, that we all enjoy.
0: Um. So yeah. So I. (laughs) So the people who invented this are exactly my age. I'm 35. I feel like this is like a generational divide in that I see like no appeal whatsoever of watching people play video games. Um. I don't play video games myself. You know, there's people older than me who are serious gamers. Uh. So seeing so even though I love YKS watching your version, which is like a like weird Twitter bizarre parody of this thing, it's it's almost like I have no. Affinity or connection for the underlying thing. So it's just kind of right. mysterious to me. Like, are the fans mostly like teenage boys? Like, who is trying to get in No, there?
1: no, I think, I mean, we'll, we'll go on there. We'll have three, four, five hundred uh, people um, who, some of whom are stopping in for the first time. Some of whom come to it organically because we're like on a list of top whatever streamers of this particular game. They'll click on and go through it that way and, and they'll get on there and go, like, What is this? You guys suck at this. And then they'll leave. Or they'll say, this is funny, I'll stick around. Um, but yeah, just, you know, people from, people from Twitter, people we know and talk to all the time, go and talk to us on there. It, it seems like an extension of that site, you know, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So, um, so I don't know. I don't think you, you don't have to like games to like it because, you know, to be honest, I don't know how much I like games anymore either. I have very little, uh, I, I don't have the, the attention span for it anymore. Um, I like to get in and do like five ten minutes and then get out and maybe over the two and a half hour stream, we play about 10 minutes a game. So it works out pretty great <laughs> for me.
0: And it's, it's all, is it always you playing? You're kind of like the performance, like make Jesse dance kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it is that they like to throw tomatoes at me, you know, virtually, but, but no, Stefan and Rob have gotten a rig as well. Rob is like, um, I don't know. Have you ever seen what happens, um, when an inside cat goes outside? You ever seen? <laughs> okay. You ever fucking seen that thing where they get out, they meow, 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 and finally they walk out the front door and then a car goes by and they just like shit themselves in terror. Uh-huh. So that's sort of like Rob when he gets on the computer to play a game. And so that's that's fun in its own right. Um, and Ste- Stefan is actually competent. He loves Hearthstone and like the, car- the card games. Like he knows all that shit because he's, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's that much younger. I think he's like 29, but he looks like he's 10 years younger. So maybe that helps him like pick up that kind of stuff. So he's like the expert.
0: Um. So check that out. So is it just Twitch TV slash Go Off Kings?
1: That is us. Yeah.
0: Um. So check that out if this appeals to you at all. There's one other one last question that I want to have for you. Um. You have like this weird position that you occupy in like the funny people online space where it's like you're almost like a mascot or like a punchline. I I don't know how to define it. Like you're not a mascot. That's like offensive. But like, I would say like,
1: punchline is more offensive than mascot, <laughs> but yeah.
0: And <laughs> um, well, people are just like they'll include your name in a tweet, and that's like the funny part. I don't understand it entirely. There's some funny photos of you, like one where you're holding two cups at a time. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about this or understanding of it?
1: I, not a lot, man. I I don't I don't know. I think it'll pass. It takes a little bit longer to get over than the outrage over the stuff I say, for sure. <laughs> Um, you know, I think maybe my name just sounds a little funny. I think, uh, that I know enough people and like, am friendly enough with enough people on Twitter to talk back to them enough and stuff that, um, they felt like, uh, okay, well it's like, he'll, like, he'll tolerate like me making fun of him. I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm personal on there a lot. Like it's not just, uh, uh you know, I'm struggling to think of like uh, you know, somebody who tweets completely anonymously, you know, take drill for instance. Yeah. Um, there's no way to know how much of what drill says is representative of him or uh, a real thought or whatever. It's, it's, there's so much uh, narrative or, or, or extemporaneous like gag built into it that you can't figure it out. But for me, for the most part, like everything I say on there is true. Like if I say, I, I just dropped a big bunch of macaroni on my fucking foot and it's burned my, I gotta go to the hospital or something. I mean, that's probably true. Like, maybe I didn't go to the hospital, but I probably did drop the macaroni and cheese on my foot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think the fact that I, that I say stuff that's actually real, um, and maybe I say it in a funny way sometimes, um, uh, and, uh combined with the fact that, you know, I'm just sort of like a chubby, like, bleh, like, ophi kind of guy that you can, you know, uh, elbow around and stuff. Um, yeah, people seem to like to use my name like that. And I guess, I guess they'll probably get over it. I mean, people are already mad about it. Like people are telling me that it's my fault. And so.
0: Yeah, that's the funniest like, reaction where people are like, why the fuck, <laughs> why the fuck is Jesse Farrar? What not I talking about? Jesse Farrar.
1: And like, I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to hang out. Like I'm watching a movie. I don't know. You can't ask me all this stuff.
0: Yeah, so. I, I thought I thought that my theory was that you just seem really nice, so people want to you because so many people on online are like nightmares, and you seem just yeah. generally like amiable and, and affable that that people.
1: That's cool. I don't know how I pull that off because like my reputation in real life is that I'm like an asshole, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I need to figure out how to meld those two parts uh, into like a one decent personality, but I haven't. I don't know how to i'll I'll work on that maybe like for the next thirty years that'll be my project,
0: <laughs> okay, so thanks so much, Jesse. um you are on Twitter at Bronzehammer uh your Kickstarter sucks and go off Kings are your current projects uh, yeah. so people should definitely check those out. Uh, I hope you get out of how much how many more days do you have in twitter jail
1: i I don't know i I get reminded every time I click like follow or like on somebody and then the thing comes up and says like two days so I think I have like two days left maybe and some hours and change so. I'll be, I'll be back on there by midweek, I guess, and I'll, I'll say the thing about the macaroni on my foot.
0: Okay, so everyone can look forward to that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at R-E-A-C-W, A-R-Y-E-H-C-W. Uh, people can subscribe to Blogging Heads or the show in particular in iTunes or other Google Play, other places where they get podcasts. Um, so thanks so much, Jesse, thanks to all of our listeners and viewers.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. It was good talking to you. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Blogging Heads TV. You can help support this content by remembering to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to all Blogging Heads episodes or to a specific program by going to our subscribe page at bloggingheads.tv subscribe. There you can sign up for podcast downloads via iTunes or Stitcher, or you can subscribe to our email and we'll send you an alert every time we post a new episode.